Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And we're so back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're back. Wait. We'll do the welcome. Sorry. <laughs> welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And Justine and I are back from New Orleans. And we're fat mm-hmm. as fuck. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, I had to roll into my house. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. So we apologize everybody for being a day late on yeah. the episode. Um, but Justine and I went on our annual girls trip to New Orleans, mm-hmm. which very fitting because the movie Girls Trip takes place in yes. New Orleans, which we've been doing this yep. trip for five years. But now that the the movie was filmed there, it's like it's like a thing now, like Girls mm-hmm. Trip in New York, New Orleans. Um, so we're back. We are huge. Um, <laughs> New Orleans is hands down my favorite city in America outside of New York mm-hmm. um, because of the food. Justine and I are very passionate about food and eating. Yeah. Yep. And so New Orleans is just like a must, must, must for us every year. The food is amazing. The music is amazing. We had a bomb ass time. Shout out to all of our New Orleans listeners if we have any. Yeah. Yeah, everybody in Louisiana, really. True, truly, everybody. Um, So anyways, we're back, watched the episode, uh, Hometowns, just went Mm -hmm. down. Um, I'm forewarning you guys, this is going to be a long episode, we already know. (laughs) We we have a lot of announcements. Before we even get to the recap, we have a lot of stuff to get into, but um, we do Mm -hmm. have a juicy recap for you guys. Um, But first off, let's start off as we always do. What were your initial thoughts, Justine, of Hometowns this season? Okay, first initial thought is that Jason is my candidate for The Bachelor. Because I know he ain't gonna win. Oh, Bachelor. he definitely ain't gonna win. <laughs> Every time I see him, I want more and more of his personality. I may be a little bit um, uh, okay. kind of jaded a little bit or my my opinion of him changed because of his outlook on his brother's relationship yes i i 
Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I know. I loved that. There was that a look of ethereal say. joy on Natasha's face just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is, I I would really love to see that personally, and I feel mm-hmm. like he'd be into black girls as we said before. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would. We mind. said what before? I don't remember saying that. Well, not not that girls? he uh, would be into black girls, but that he wouldn't be like the type to say absolutely not. I would never date a black woman. Ari had like sixty-five I mean, women of color on his season. Yeah, was that his choosing, or <laughs> they were trying to be? You know, they just followed up with Rachel, so they knew what they had to do. Yeah. Jay, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna I love Jason. Don't know about your theory on it being fill a black woman, but <laughs> I, I would totally watch a Jason as Bachelor season since Will's ain't gonna be it. So yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. Um, and then also it's getting really difficult for me to pick a Becca UIA moment. Me too, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, she is getting further and further away from someone who I would be friends with as this goes on. Ooh, yeah. Wait. Sorry, girl. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, we'll get, we'll get to it. I didn't have a Becca UIA moment. Me either. And I didn't have one last um, week either. So sorry. Yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying in that she is, I don't know, she's just looking real basic to me lately. Hello? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I have too much terrible things to say about mm-hmm. her. I mean, I do side-eye her, side-eye her when it comes to Garrett, but yeah, I don't know. She ain't, she ain't all that, mm-hmm. so. She ain't all that in a bag of chips? Nope. Um, are those your thoughts? That's it, yep. That's it. All right. For me, initial thoughts, all of these families looked the same to me. All of them. I had to think back. So already season, we had hometowns, Lauren B, Becca, Kendall, and Tia. Mm-hmm. All four families were very distinctly different. Yeah. Yes. In the way they looked, the way they interacted with Ari. Mm-hmm. It was like four different homes. This time around, <laughs> I can't... <laughs> There were no, like, big standout characters, or there wasn't much, um, like, distinctness between a lot of the families. Nope. They all seemed to be nice families, yep. raised some nice, you know, young men. Mm-hmm. Um, they all seemed to be have a good relationship with their mothers and their father. Like, everything yeah. kind of seemed all hunky-dory, that there was no outliers or no... Um, I don't know, like Kendall. Remember Kendall had her like her twin. twin. That's what I was twin thinking intuition. of. I was like, I wish we had a, a a sibling like her sister. Right, or some like Rachel sees it. Rachel had her sister yes. and sister and her husband, and they always came with the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really get too much of that. So the family's all kind of blended in one for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so that was my first initial thought. Second thought. Um, so she's in love with Blake, so why are we here? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what's, what's occurring still? What are we watching here? <laughs> we all know for sure that Jason has no chance. Literally none. None. So it's almost like, it's almost sadistic mm-hmm. seeing him being put through this. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's going to come down to Blake and Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, I... More on Blake. I love the shit out of Blake even more and more. Yeah. Just with every passing moment. Mm-hmm. He almost seems too good to be true. Hello? Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just waiting for... And I'm ugh, praying to God this doesn't happen, but I'm just waiting for 
somebody on the internet to find some 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 something nice. of him just being straight trash. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and showing his ass or some old photo of him doing something offensive. I'm just like, please, I don't want my vision of Blake to change. I know, but he, yeah, he's coming out looking squeaky clean mm-hmm. even after this uh, hometown, and yeah, still love him, love him to death. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, those are my initial thoughts. Cool. But as always, before we get to the recap, we have some business to attend to. First and foremost, you guys, we have a contest that's running. Woo! Hello! I've seen a lot of people entering, which is very exciting. Um, we are doing a contest where we'll choose one lucky reviewer to call into the podcast, kiki with us a little bit, and share with everybody your moments. You know, your Becca, your I moment, get me to Wakanda moment, nigga, you ain't shit award. Um, so how this works, this is Thursday, if you're listening to this episode. Um, so... Today is the deadline, mm-hmm. basically. So you have until Thursday, July 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to run on over to iTunes and rate us and review us, write us a review. Or for those of you who aren't on iTunes, you can leave us a review on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have until today, 5 p.m. to go on and do that. And then tonight, sometime tonight, we don't have a time yet, but sometime Thursday night, um, Justine and I will choose one lucky reviewer and we will announce that person's username on our Twitter and our Facebook. So if you aren't following us on Twitter, our handle is the number two BLK girls, the number one rose. And Facebook, just search two black girls, one rose on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we'll be announcing the winner there. Um, so here's the thing we're going to use the honor code system here. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to put out the username. If that's you, hit us up. If we get five emails from y'all talking about that's me, <laughs> we just going to choose somebody else. I ain't got time for this. Yeah, nope. So if that's you, claim yourself, come forward, mm-hmm. and we want you to send us an email with your name and your phone number. Um, and please do that by Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, send us an email with your name and phone number claiming to be the username that we chose. Um, and we will send you an email back with all the logistical stuff and have you come onto our show on Monday. And our email, just in case, mm-hmm. is yes. the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. Great. Hopefully that was clear. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I know I was talking all over the place. But hopefully well, that's we can clear. put it in the description too of the episode. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that. Uh, we do, as always, have some church announcements. Yay! Whip out your program. It was a good week of church announcements. It was. You guys were really, really responsive Fantastic to our last emails. Um, episode. And every time we do a call out of like, somebody email us and tell us this, I'm always shocked when people actually do it. Oh, yeah. They'll send us exactly. <laughs> what we asked for and give us a whole play-by-play origin story yep their mom's perspective like a whole a whole thing i really love it yep um so first shout out to dana um she is a listener who also has a blog and she wrote about us on her blog realitytvphd.com um -hmm. so everybody check out dana's blog she was sent us a really Mm -hmm. sweet email um 
Lauren and Tony just sent us over some love this week. So thank you, Lauren and Tony. That was great. Um, Thanks, guys. Brianna also sent us an email, and Brianna is in law school, so I can't believe she even has the time to, <laughs> one, listen to this, two, <laughs> send us an email, and three, watch The Bachelor as intensely as she does, because she sent us a good, long, juicy one. So thank you, Brianna. Yes. Um, she also... <laughs> told us about our reddit like ranking on a thread what i justine and i have no idea how reddit works clearly there's a humongous bachelor like fan base and whole thing going on on reddit Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are not we have no clue what the hell this is but yeah apparently we're people are talking about us on the reddit so if you're on reddit keep doing that yeah yeah I know that for myself, I'm not going to speak for Natasha, but on the verge. Myself, I'm on the verge of washed. Like, I'm on the cusp. So, <laughs> of washed. Of washed. <laughs> the old washed lady. Of, like, auntie, like, washed. So, I was like, Reddit, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to find it. But thank you, Brianna, for sending that over. Um, and then we had quite a few emails answering our question from last week about white privilege and dating. Um, So we had Lizzie who emailed us who um, dated a guy for a couple of months and then found out that he was a Trumpster. Um, And she described herself as a crazy communist prison abolitionist, which is my kind of girl. right on. (laughs) Love you, Lizzie. (laughs) Um, So thanks, Lizzie, for your email and your perspective. Um, and then Amali, hopefully it's how you say your name, um, dated a, like, Looney Tune. He, they were dating within the restaurant. It seemed a little Vanderpump Rulish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which I totally co-signed because that was one of my favorite shows in Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> Do you, Amelie. <laughs> um, so shout out to you for letting that go and uh, not dating him any longer. Both of these young ladies broke up around election day. Mm-hmm. The worst day that we've had. Whew, man, this Dorito, this is ruining everybody's life. Literally ruining everybody's <laughs> life. <laughs> this Dorito. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Refuse to say his name. No. We just call him every other thing. Yeah, no, I'm not saying anything. Uh, um, and then we had an email from Elizabeth, who is married to a Republican of Mexican descent. Um, which I know that I found very interesting, her email. Um, And no people whose parents are Republican and Democratic. None of them are people of color, though. So this was interesting to see an interracial relationship where there's two different parties going on. Um, Mm What did you think, friend, about Elizabeth's email? So, so yes, I I put out the... I think it was me who put out the call out last Mm -hmm. week where I was like, somebody explain to me how does one... If you are a liberal or Democrat or someone who's like very social justice oriented, how does one fall in love with someone who identifies as Republican or conservative or like anti everything that you stand for, basically? <laughs> and so I really appreciated Elizabeth's email because this is this is a solid relationship. She has a husband, right? For five yes, full on years. Yep. Um, and really gave her perspective. Um, I still I still have questions though. Mm. Because, I mean, she gave her perspective about how her husband, um, well, they started dating before, like, pre-Trump Republican 
craziness. Mm-hmm. Right. Back when the Republican Party sucked, but not as much as they do now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and her husband seems to kind of toe the line between like independence. Mm-hmm. Like she said that he, you know, is pro-choice, pro-gay marriage, but he identifies as like fiscally conservative. Like that same foolishness. That fiscally conservative, <laughs> socially liberal. Yeah. It was like the nice. The quote-unquote nice Republicans, I love to call themselves the oh. fiscally conservative, socially liberal. Oh. Which, to me, makes no damn sense. <laughs> because, <laughs> sorry, I have to just mention this. Fiscally conservative tend, they, you know, they, they're usually for, like, overspending on the military, mm-hmm. cutting taxes for the rich, cutting funding to everything that benefits anybody who's poor. Mm-hmm. Yet, they call themselves socially liberal which just they just don't make sense to the, me. That doesn't go hand in hand. Right. You can't cut programs for poor people and then talk about you want to help them at the same time. Right. That don't make no damn sense. Right. So that's just a side note. Um, but she kind of walked us through how she, you know, um, was very open-minded going into this relationship with this man and how as their relationship progressed, she said that they decided, like, they couldn't compromise who they were in order to be together and love each other. And whatnot. My question still is, how do how do you get to the love? Mm. I think with Elizabeth, her husband is a little bit different because he isn't so like staunchly Republican yeah. and conservative mm-hmm. in some of his beliefs. I can see how she's able to like agree to disagree on like military spending yeah, or something like absolutely. that. Absolutely, especially because um, his dad was in the military and stuff like that. So his personal right, connection. so you kind of see where it like comes from mm-hmm. or whatnot. But for someone like Garrett, someone who is like. Right. Seems so anti some of the things that Becky stood for, which I'm assuming women's rights, LGBT rights. um, Immigration. Immigration. I mean, she was very anti-Trump, allegedly, on social media. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those things. How do you love someone who is so opposite you in those ways when it comes to those social justice political beliefs? Um, So I still have questions. I really appreciate, Elizabeth, your email mm-hmm. and seems like she turned her husband to the to the, yeah. to the white side yeah <laughs> my dude is voting democrat in the california <laughs> yes <laughs> primary she was saying and he's now a registered independent not a republican so yeah. you did something right but um but yeah i just still have questions on that mm-hmm. i guess i'm still searching for the answers anybody out there who is a staunch liberal who's married to a staunch you know mega hat wearing person yeah i don't even know if this exists i don't know either if, maybe that's asking too much, but I'm um, still trying to figure out how does one get to that love? How do you develop the love with somebody who is so opposite you in, in so many ways as it relates to value systems and things? And I think that with Elizabeth's email, the um, key thing is that both of them were open-minded. Mm-hmm. So, right. You know? Because she, I think as liberals in general, we are more open-minded mm-hmm. than conservatives in my belief. Um, and her husband... He um, already, with some of his belief systems, with being pro-choice, mm-hmm. pro-gay um, marriage, already had a bit of it in him. Mm-hmm. So even if he identified or registered Republican, he still kind of towed the line. It seemed like so that's why it's you know seemed easier to kind of pull him over to her side. Um, but for the one, <laughs> but for the ones who aren't so easily pulled, pulled. And a little bit more closed-minded in their conservative values. How does one fall in love with that? Right. I guess is where my question still lies. Yeah, I don't know. So, they, I'm don't sure know. they're out but there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But thank you, Elizabeth, for your perspective. Really interesting to read. So we have Brittany, 
who gave us some really cool perspectives on Richmond, Virginia. Um, so thank you, Brittany. Um, and then Zakia emailed us. She is a frequent listener. Um, and she's emailed us before, but she had some interesting things to say about Becca and her white privilege. Um, also, mm-hmm. Colton and his virgin story. I'm doing air quotes. Virgin story. <laughs> so, yes, I wanted to talk about this because we ourselves in the last mm-hmm. episode were kind of like... What, what is the story that Colton is sharing with us about? Yeah. Not even just the virgin part, but the fact that he's never dated much, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's an NFL player and he's fucking banging. Like, how does one, <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> and Zakia wasn't buying it either, and neither was my sister, who shared a very interesting theory with me on why potentially Colton might be a virgin. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you think about this. Just okay, I'm excited to hear this. So my sister thinks that perhaps Colton is a virgin because maybe he has some anatomical issues. That's exactly what I think is going on here. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is, um, I don't want a man shame. No. Or what do you call this? I don't even know. Yeah. Genital shame. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But... There maybe there's something going on mm-hmm. downstairs mm-hmm. that he's ashamed about or not proud of yeah. or something anatomically incorrect. I don't know. Um, and maybe that is what is maybe that could be the true underlying reason of why he has been so hesitant with uh, having sex. I don't know because it just seems so odd to most people that someone this good looking can just choose to be a virgin and he's not doing it for marriage he's not tim tebowing out here he's doing right, it like for he marriage. hasn't found the one like that doesn't make any sense but it could what if he hasn't met no, the one maybe colton sense. is a- <laughs> no that is foolish my colton. only thing with your sister's theory that is also secretly my theory and i'm glad she brought it up thank you jessica shout out to you is that um it's 2018 and he has money. So I don't really understand. I think that at this point, everything that we can do externally to our bodies, we can do. We can fix. Mm-hmm. And so, and Colorado has good health care. I think that he can he can fix it. That's my only my only gripe. But I do think that's what's going on. So. That there is something maybe anatomically... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say incorrect, but... No, it's just something that's not functioning the way that it normally would. Or doesn't look the way it Listen, women might want girl. it to look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, God, my, my pen just flew off the table. Ooh. Ooh. But even that, we can fix. It is 2018. Yeah. We can, you know. They got surgeries for everything. They sure do. Yeah. So that's the theory that's floating around. I don't know if I believe it. I think there definitely is val- validity to it. I do want to believe that unicorns like Colton exist. Mm-hmm. Just good men who just, you know, they're out here just trying to find the right woman. That's why they're holding on to their V-card. Mm-hmm. A lot of women do it, too. Yes. So why can't men as well? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if that's the true thing, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you on Paradise, Colton. We'll see what turns up in Paradise. Yeah. And that's it for church announcements, right? Yeah, that's it. Oh, right. Um, we do have some Bachelor Nation news. Yeah. 
Um, first, quickly, Bachelor in Paradise teaser was released. It's a little 30-second just hodgepodge of just very fast clips. You can't even really make out mm-hmm. <laughs> much of what's happening. Um, you do see a lot of Crystal being Crystal mm-hmm. and Jordan being Jordan. Yep. Uh-huh. And that was my that was my biggest takeaway, I guess, from the teaser. Mm-hmm. So I guess we have to wait until the like a full trailer comes out. Yeah. Did they release one? No, I didn't. I didn't no. see one, but they they did show a thirty seconds of Jordan like promo. Oh which what? I don't know why that's the appeal. He got a whole promo just about him for 30 seconds? Yeah, they were like, oh, Jordan's coming back. Here's 30 seconds of Jordan being Jordan. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah I have no interest yeah, in Yeah, because that. who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, just I'm excited for, like, the real good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Excited for, I am excited for Paradise, but that teaser didn't really do it for me. Um, so that was the first piece of special news. Um, second thing that we, again, some more serious stuff we got to yeah. get into. Um, about Colton. Mm-hmm. Back to Colton. So uh, there was some drama this past week between Colton and Wendy Williams. <laughs> no which is like not the beef one would, have, one would expect, but uh, there was a little beef going on between Colton and Miss Wendy. Yeah. And we got a lot of tweets, DMs, people sending us emails like, did you see this? Did you see this? What not? So we definitely want to address it. So Colton put out a tweet um, that is it's very interesting because the way he wrote it, it can be interpreted in two polar opposite mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. The way that most people were reading the text is that, or the tweet, is that it had very strong like racial undertones, deeply problematic and offensive. Um, and the other way that it can be read, and this honestly is the way that I read it mm-hmm. initially, is that it, I didn't see the offense in it um, initially. And actually, when I read it, I'm like, right on. I'm right here with you. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the distinction, the reason why this tweet is so interesting and why people really need to pay attention to what the hell they put out there, and you have to be very crafty with how you word things, is because the reason why there's the this discrepancy between the way people are reading this really comes down to, and I'm getting real, this is a grammar class right now. Mm-hmm really comes down to how you interpreted who the subject noun was in the come second on. Come sentence. on, come on, Ivy. Come on, Ivy League. Break down that sentence. Yes, let's do it. So, yes. So basically, Wendy Williams, I don't know if on her show or she in a tweet promoting the show or a bachelor or whatever, she put out a thing like, you know, we learned some surprising baggage a, contest, a contestant on The Bachelor has. He's a virgin. And a big old picture of Colton's <laughs> face. So he was like, what the fuck? What, you know, what, what is my baggage? Right, yeah. And then, he didn't stop there. Nope. He sent out another tweet um, where he said, quote, the double standards in today's society. It's okay if you don't agree with my personal choices, but some of your talk shows take it too far. Quote, don't trust a virgin, but you'll trust your three baby daddies who treat on you every weekend. Okay? And it's like the little emoji. Kanye shrug. Like, yep. talking shrug. So, how did you read it? Tell me your interpretation. And this is the interpretation of most people, it seems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
as Natasha said before, when I first read it, I didn't know it was about Wendy Williams. So I first read it and I said, you know what, where's the lie? I can't <laughs> find one. Mm-hmm. And then um, learned that it was not necessarily this is about Wendy Williams, but there are some theories that um, Natasha and I had when we discussed it. If he is talking about this and he did not watch the rest of the Wendy show or is not an avid watcher of the Wendy show, who knows? He's retired. Maybe he has time to sit there and watch Wendy at 10 o'clock. Then this has serious racist undertones because he would not say, but you'll trust your three baby daddies who cheat on you every weekend. Okay. To Megan Kelly Kathy Lee to any of those other white women and that's why it has racist undertones to it because he's switching up his language Mm. if he watched the rest of that episode there is a high likelihood that a young lady asked Wendy for advice talking about (laughs) her baby daddy who cheats on her there is a high likelihood of that and I hate to defend Wendy because she's just gone all the way down the mess hole um, for a long time now but I just read that and definitely got the heebie-jeebies of like, ooh, it's racism. (laughs) Mm, Okay. (laughs) So when I read it, I, when I talk about the subject noun of that Mm -hmm. that sentence, when he says, don't trust a virgin, but you'll trust your three baby daddies, you can see it as him talking directly to Wendy. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, don't trust a virgin, but you'll trust your three baby daddies. Mm And people are like, she doesn't even have three baby daddies. Right. How can you say that to her? Like, that's how a lot of people are reading it. I was still thinking, he was talking about the talk shows. Like, the, quote, talk shows that he mentioned in the previous sentence. Mm. So all like, talk shows, like E.T., all the talk shows. No, her talk show, but not her directly. Oh. So when he said, you know, it's okay if you don't agree with my personal choices, but some of your talk shows take it too far. Don't trust a virgin talk show but you'll trust your three baby daddies you know you're having a talk show on that mm-hmm. like i didn't read it as wendy you'll trust your three baby daddies right I read it as right when he said don't trust three baby daddies he's talking about a talk show segment yeah or something. right right so that's just initially how i read it mm-hmm. and was like as you said i see no lies here <laughs> i mean i mean hello she do have some kind of questionable subject topics on her yeah on her on her show um but it did honestly take you and uh, I think we had a Twitter follower who kind of like pointed it out. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, absolutely. Yeah. I can see 100% the racial undertones. As you said, why would you say baby daddy? You ain't going to say that to a black woman. You ain't going to say that to nobody else. Right. Um, and so that's where the kind of like murkiness comes in and how the tweet can be interpreted in like so many different so ways. So many ways. Even if he watched the rest of the celebrity segment and she was talking about Evelyn Lozada or something and mm-hmm. she and Wendy was talking about trusting her two baby daddies like I mean there's so many different ways mm-hmm. to interpret it. It's just too much. Colton if there's 280 characters now babe you could do whatever you want. Why did you right. do this? <laughs> Be responsible. And so can I get on my soapbox real quick? Let's do it. Let me get on real quick. And I'm doing this because I believe strongly when you have a platform, Mm -hmm. which this podcast is now a platform, Mm -hmm. we have tons of people that listen every week, Um, I believe you do have to use it to educate 
And I know a lot of our listeners, we do have some white listeners there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one of which might be uh, Becky, this one listener who literally, her name was mm-hmm. Becky. And we haven't talked about this on the show, but she was our first hate mail. <laughs> Woo! I'm putting the clapping in here. I can't believe we got hate mail, guys. I was excited, low key. Uh, and this was this was from a few weeks ago mm-hmm. when we were talking about some Garrett mess. Um, but we did receive some hate mail from a conservative listener who just felt the need to send us this long ass email Ooh. talking about how we preach hate against conservatives mm-hmm. and whatever the other bullshit she was saying <laughs> and she definitely got a piece of my mind um in an email that i sent her back um but anyways what i want to say despite how you read colton's tweet and i'm more on the minority of people who read the tweet probably in the way that colton intended yeah, exactly it to be. yep mm-hmm Um, But regardless of how you read it, this brings up a very interesting conversation of intention versus impact Mm. that we need to talk about. Well-intentioned white people sometimes say the most insensitive (laughs) and offensive shit and then afterwards are like, you know, that wasn't my intention, though. You know, I'm not racist. I'm a liberal. Like, that wasn't my intention. Mm -hmm. First of all, no one called... No one's calling, at least I'm not calling Colton racist. No, me either. So no one's saying that here. At least I'm not. Second of all, to Colton and all the well-intentioned white people that are out there, no one gives a shit about your intention. (laughs) Because the fact of the matter is, right now, people are offended. And so whatever it is that you said made people feel a certain way Mm -hmm. and so the focus is less or the focus needs to be less on your intention and more on the impact Mm -hmm. of what is now occurring because of what you said not because of your nebulous intention and so in these cases in the colton cases where hopefully this is a lesson learned for him um to one not be tweeting out mess before you read through what the hell you're saying (laughs) but two okay now you've ended up in this situation what you need to do is acknowledge and understand what you said and how it can be offensive to people, mm-hmm. apologize, and then move forward. Mm-hmm. Learn to do better. I also want to say, so that that's just, I mean, if you've ever done like social justice, sociology 101, you've probably heard of the intention versus impact kind of like conversation. So if you're interested in that, keep reading on that. Um, or continue to self-educate. Or mm-hmm. if you've ever been in any sort of relationship with a man who is emotionally manipulative Mm. and he comes to you with some foolishness and then says oh sorry you were hurt by that or oh Mm -hmm. when they want some ass later um (laughs) and you are forced to really break down your feelings and you still are feeling invalid in those feelings this is a, a very parallel kind of situation when people Mm -hmm. say that they're sorry that they hurt you and don't know why they're trying to manipulate you to be on their side Mm -hmm. right so just we just need to skip over (laughs) all of that and just everybody learn why you hurt someone else right and fuck your intention on whether you intended to hurt them or whatnot the the (laughs) issue is that they're hurt now right Right. (laughs) and so let's talk about the impact of your words and the impact of what you do to people yeah and so that's the one thing i wanted to say yep another thing i wanted to say was i i i had to really think about all of this so like i personally 
am not in the business of like analyzing and policing every word that comes out of a white man's mouth mm-hmm. because if I did that, I wouldn't trust white men anymore. <laughs> so, because I could find a racial undertone in just Everything. about anything. Mm-hmm. And so I, this for me was like, I have to pick and choose my battles yeah. as to what I find offense in and whatnot. This wasn't a battle that I chose, mm. but I 100% see and now rereading the tweet how it is very problematic and Colton deserves all of the side eye that he's been getting this whole damn week by women. Um, and I just wanted to put that out there mm-hmm. because I think it's important um, for us to, I guess this is my way of self-care. Oh, wow. <laughs> because if not, I will hate everybody. Yeah, you'll hate everyone. World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just got to pick and choose a battle. This was a battle I didn't choose. And, but I 100% am right there in arms with the rest of y'all who chose this. And I'm ready to, let's talk about intention versus impact, Mr. Colton. And, you know, move forward from there. That's my soapbox. That's all I have to say. Wow. That, those are two great points, friend. I'm glad we went over them. I'm glad, too. Yeah. Let's let's exit out of Sociology 101 yeah, let's and now move into the recap. <laughs> Go into reality TV. This is too much. God. But you see what they're doing? See, The Bachelor, I know. Me, again, The Bachelor, this is like a little frou-frou show. Mm-hmm. You know, you have fun, kiki, giggle, you watch. No, because it's 2018. Now we're privy to these people through social media. We're privy to who they are outside of what we just see on the TV. So now they give us a lot more commentary Mm -hmm. to discuss. And so I think that's what makes the show even more interesting now. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's finally so, get into the uh, hometowns <laughs> <laughs> thanks for hanging in there with us guys we should probably like um should we time put stamp the yeah put the time stamp yeah so for those of us who don't give a shit about any of this but. <laughs> so it's hometowns mm-hmm. and first up is garrett Ugh. where does garrett live because i didn't even catch it. oh no one cares that. i don't know it, the illinois nevada i don't know girl south dakota nevada. yes 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 uh, he's nevada. from nevada okay Somewhere out in, like, the rural area, I think. Yeah. Um, so, he's the first uh, hometown up. Becca is sporting her cute little purple romper. I feel like I've seen that through. before. Not on the show, but, like, on... Like, on like Instagram or Facebook something. Ad. Yeah. yeah. Yes! <laughs> I saw that, and I was I like, girl, 100%. are we repeating now? <laughs> first we went to Richmond, now we're repeating outfits? Like, what? What's going oh, on? Mm-hmm. So she is in her little romper, walking through the cornfields, gonna go meet her. She's talking about she's very excited to meet all the guys and very excited for Garrett's hometown. So we meet Garrett, we learn that his family owns an agricultural business. And so for their date, they're going to be planting tomatoes. Planting tomatoes alongside Carlos. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna claim it as my man, Carlos, because. <laughs> I know right here Garrett is fucking with him on TV. Yep. But on the low ski, he probably has a lot to say about Carlos mm-hmm. and people of Carlos's quote unquote kind. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they are planting tomatoes um, with Carlos. I guess his family runs a tomato farm or whatnot. And Garrett is just grinning from ear to ear, east to west. Which you know I can't stand. <laughs> you know I am dying inside. Oh my god. I was sitting there looking at her like, are you gonna eat her head? Like, ugh. 
funny because you hate the shit out of the smile. I hate the shit out of Garrett, but I like his smile. Yeah. I can't. I can't lie. So anyways, after they plant their tomatoes and whatnot, they sit down to have a chat. And Becca once again has questions about this two-month wife. <laughs> because she is cli- she keeps bringing it up. She's not getting the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Neither are the rest of us at home. Mm-hmm. Because what does Garrett do? He does the same thing he's done whenever she brings up this girl. Goes immediately into bashing the girl. Mm-hmm. So he tells a story about how, you know, they moved out to Lake Tahoe or something, and from then on, things went south. Whenever his family would come to visit, she would try to take him away from the family. She was basically, like, controlling him and manipulating him and not allowing him to see the family or some shit. But this timeline was funny. Did anyone else see this timeline was funny? Because I did. He said that they moved to Lake Tahoe. They got mm-hmm. they got engaged after college, right? And they moved to Lake Tahoe, let's say. How many years did they live together before they were engaged? Because he was saying that his family only came once a year. Mm. So how many times did it take for him to say, oh, no, I can't be with you anymore? One time? <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm really wonky on the timeline, too. Very confused. Very confused, Garrett. I don't know. Yeah, he's not giving us the full story, Mm-mm. clearly. Nope. Um, so yeah, he did a whole session of bashing this girl yet again, mm-hmm. and Becca, she's you know she's anticipating his family being very guarded because of like what he's just gone through basically. Yep. So time to meet Garrett's family, and he has mad people here. Mm-hmm. A lot. That was a big theme. Everybody brought everybody a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people, aunties and uncles and cousins, like all these unnecessary people's <laughs> opinions shouldn't really matter, right? Like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, mad people waiting there. Um, Becca and Garrett arrive. Him and his brother have this very weird greeting yes. to each other. Yeah. Which, you know, is cute. You know, people have their little things with their siblings, siblings and whatnot. Things. Yeah. It's funny. Things that are cute normally with Garrett, I'm like, did you see the greeting yeah, with the brother? Right. I'm like that it. racist <laughs> greeting with his like, no, it's fine. <laughs> There's the siblings. <laughs> you see that white power greeting? <laughs> no. no. Oh, God. brother do a little greeting they sit down for dinner garrett looks exactly like his father <laughs> which is again cute but i have, no. i can find something mean to say yeah yeah <laughs> so first little one-on-one garrett goes off with his big sister allison and um allison is talking about how you know his last i think she's saying this in professional his last relationship changed his entire personality mm-hmm. like almost like they didn't recognize him and so they're all just like naturally worried about him and whatnot and so garrett he's just going on gushing about becca gushing mm-hmm. and then the sister breaks into tears i know and she really was in her bag in her bed just reminiscing about the ex and how she sucked the life out of him and they're really painting this picture of this complete and utter monster yeah. who just com- who just brainwashed mm-hmm. slash turned Garrett all the way out and to the point that he was unrecognizable to his family. Like it's re- I want to meet this girl. Yeah. Slash I want to hear her side. Mm-hmm. Can she do an interview with Us Weekly or something? <laughs> like because we're getting such a one sided view. 
and it's painting Garrett in such a beautiful light. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. I feel like there's two sides yeah, to every the, story, and we're not be. getting that other side at all. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah, I agree. I the one of my notes that I wrote down for Garrett's hometown is that his family seemed really prepped. Mm. Like he really, I think he had talking points for them. They all had the same story. Yep. About how the girl sucked the life out of mm-hmm. him and his personality changed. Yep. It was the same story. It was the yeah. same thing. And as a big sister myself to a little brother, I can see where she's coming from, mm-hmm. but. I would still be wary of my brother if he got married and then two months later got divorced. Right, because there's a, there's another side. Right. There has to be something about your brother that you don't 100% know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Right. And there's got to be something that my my brother didn't trust within himself before he got married or before he got engaged or something. Like, it can't be that they got married and then she just flipped the switch and was a totally different person. That, come on. Yeah. yeah. So. The likelihood of that is, is, is low. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts on Garrett, too. Yeah. So, next, Becca sits with Garrett's mom. The mom asks, you know, what do you like about Garrett? She does her same usual, I love his energy <laughs> and his positivity. <laughs> And she does share that, which I didn't, I didn't even think of it in this way, that she, they do kind of share a special bond and that he's been married, she's been engaged. Mm, yeah. So they kind of share that and that they're both taking this, like, very, very seriously because, I mean, they just went through hell, mm-hmm. allegedly, mm-hmm. so. Um, and, you know, the mom seems to like Becca and talk about how she seems to share the same values. Mm as them and that she comes from a similar background family background right yes family background mm. um the commonality i see i mean they're both nice families I yeah guess. but if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of family values and value systems i don't know if it's yeah the same there girl i don't know either which is why your political talk it's got this in an, i don't know if it was an email or a tweet i think it was an email but someone mm-hmm. said that they would talk about their political beliefs during fantasy suites. Nah, you got to talk about nah. it before hometowns. Yeah. Because period. you don't know if you're walking into a like Lauren B's house. Oh. <laughs> Hell no. No. They hid the Confederate flags. That day. <laughs> oh my God. Just waving flat, like high and flat. Uh-uh. You guys, quick story about New Orleans. Natasha and I and our friend Roxy were walking down the street and I literally saw a corner of someone's house and knew they were racist. And Natasha <laughs> pointed at the flag. She was like, I don't know about these people. And then we looked to our right and saw a big old army truck and started running down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abort mission. Abort. Run as fast as you can. Abort. And nobody here is anti-vet or anything like that, but we were in the deep south. And when you see a house like that, you just got to run. Yeah, you just got to go. Definitely. And that, I can't wait till like, Fantasy Suites to get that. Yeah. And I can't wait till Hometowns to see that. Exactly. Like, I got to go in with a little bit of prep. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was Garrett's uh, hometown, mm-hmm. and um, there's some other stuff, but I didn't really write that much, so, so I don't really care about him. <laughs> <laughs> Next <laughs> hometown is, we're going to Buffalo, yep. Jason, 
who is very excited to show her the city that has made him who he is. Mm -hmm. He kept saying that. Some people have a lot of pride in where they come from. I know, especially Buffalonians. Yeah, it seems it's real. Like, we've been sticking it out here in this Arctic tundra. In this cold. (laughs) I've been shoveling. I got shoveling stories since I was three. This place has made me the man I am. Like, that's what it's sounding like. Yeah, yeah. Oh Lord, I like I admire people who have like a lot of pride though from like where they're from. I know, me too. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm. I love the shit out of Jersey. Yep. I live in New York now, but I'm Jersey girl through and through. I noticed when I when I travel, I noticed this 100%. When I went to Mexico, we were on a tour, and they're like, "Where's everybody from?" And people were like Germany, you know, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, England, and I was like New Jersey. Like I don't say yeah, America. No. I always say Jersey. Mm-mm. I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's like Jersey pride or do other people do that? Like shout out their state, or you only shout it out if you have like intense pride in your state. You might only or, shout it out if people that? know what the state is. So if you're like, you know, um, uh, be careful now. <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. But you know what? Let me just say this. I think after the Jersey Shore franchise, people know what New Jersey yeah. is. But before the Jersey right. Shore franchise, it was hard to say I'm from New Jersey because people didn't know what it was abroad. I guess. People yeah. were very confused. They were like, New York? Like, what? Yeah. Um, I, regardless, I always say Jersey. <laughs> I've met other people, too, who... Um, oh, this, this happened to me when I was traveling. This girl... We met. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm from New Jer- New York." I was like, "Oh, what part? Like, where? At? I'm from Jersey. What part?" She's like, "Oh, you're from Jersey. Oh yeah, me too." Yeah. And I was like, "You just said you're from New York." She was like, "Yeah, but I'm like from right. I'm in New Jersey, but like right outside New York." I'm like, "Don't do that, boo. Ooh. Don't do that." Right, because you just asked her what borough, and she was not gonna have an answer for you. <laughs> no, because you're not from New York. You're from New Jersey. Right. Hello, don't do this. Right. So I'm not one of those. I have immense pride in my state. Yep. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, Jason too seems to ride or die for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So he greets Becca, and um, their first stop, they head into this bar, and we get in there, and there's like tons of people just like screaming. Again, so many people. Yeah, it's screaming fans, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and we learn that they're going to be participating in like a Buffalo Wings mm-hmm. eating competition. Mm-hmm. So I guess this was like a famous Buffalo like Wings bar or something. Um, kind of cool. Yeah. I think it was cute. Yeah. I I could have done without the screaming crowd. Like, they could have just gone to eat buffalo wings and maybe did, like, a competition between the two of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it could have been hosted um, by, like, his cousin or something fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it was just, this is your time now to show where you're from, show your home and whatnot, and, like, up until this time, you've been going on tons of dates with, like, fans and audiences. Right. And, all kind of foolishness that the Bachelor producers put together, so I feel like he didn't need that portion of it. Yeah, it's supposed to be more intimate than this. Right. Um, so anyway, so they have a whole plate of buffalo wings. They're chomping down whatnot. Now, Becca, mm-hmm. this first bite of her buffalo wing was shameful. <laughs> and I need to say something real quick that you can tell a lot about a person based on how they eat buffalo wings. Oh, wow. Re- oh, okay. Yes. First of all, she looked like she didn't even want the wings. She took like this eatsy beatsy bite. Yeah. Like she doesn't. Almost like she was a vegetarian being forced to eat. Well, meat. girl, she be on them aerial silks. I wouldn't want to eat the buffalo wings neither. Either. 
Um, but people who, so I'm Jamaican, we chew the bones. So <laughs> I finish my bone, I take all the meat off, the cartilage, everything. She looked like the type that eats a wing and then she puts it to the side and there's still tons of meat on mm-hmm. it. You know those people that just kind of like eat around mm-hmm. or eat the middle and they're like, okay, next wing. And I'm like, no, there's tons of meat on that. She was giving me those vibes and I don't fuck people like that, so. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Becca, not all right, it's not all right. <laughs> it's a no, it's a, it's a no, yeah. I hate that. Sorry, I just had to say that real quick. No, well, um, I think it might relate to the next point, which I don't know if you wrote this down about the uh, question that they talked about, that he had a... Over buffalo wings? About the buffalo wings. Mm-mm. There was some question that, like, the host guy asked, like, oh blue cheese oh, or ranch. ranch and mm-hmm. she said blue cheese and that was my escape to Wakanda moment because that is how much I fucking hate blue cheese really? oh my god I can't stand it I'm a ranch girl through and through shout out to all the ranch people no oh. blue cheese anywhere near me get it out get it out Ooh. see I hate blue cheese but I do love blue cheese dressing with my buffalo wings specifically that is the only time I eat blue cheese dressing <laughs> or blue cheese in general <laughs> and I love ranch I put ranch on everything yeah, but when it comes to my ranch. wings I like buffalo no. so, I mean I love uh, blue, blue cheese, cheese I mean. Ooh. Mm-hmm. damn so we both ate fuck with Becca yeah. for like Sorry, girl. <laughs> specific reasons as it relates literally to eating buffalo wings <laughs> See how serious we take our food. Uh, yes. <laughs> so after they do the buffalo wings, they then head off to a hockey ring. Jason grew up playing hockey, so this is important to him. Um, during this whole time, Jason was speaking in a lot of metaphors. Right? He was <laughs> very broadly. <laughs> very broad. It was like relating hockey to a relationship. And oh my God, the whole yeah. thing went right over my head. Yeah. Did you catch it? I didn't. Listen, you guys, my little brother played hockey. And there are some things that I understood. Like, in hockey, it definitely is like a dance. Like, it definitely is. You have to be in sync a lot of the time because it's a big team and you're skating on a thin piece of metal on ice. So, like, you have to. It's dangerous and all that. But okay. the. The way he was talking, you think he would like he still plays hockey and like he's in the NHL and all of this <laughs> other stuff. I didn't really understand why he couldn't just say his feelings, but yeah, Jason's sh- real struggle. I mean, that was a theme of the day. Mm-hmm. Who kind of resolves it at the end mm-hmm. that he really struggles to kind of just put things into words. But yeah, that was that in particular. He was talking one hundred percent in metaphors <laughs> about his feelings for Becca in relationships, but relating it to hockey, which was just doing a lot. Yes. <laughs> doing a whole lot. So, anyways, eventually he sits down and they have a little chat, and we learn that he has a brother. This is his older brother, right? Uh, sure. I think so. Older brother who is in a very healthy, he's married, mm-hmm. in a very healthy relationship. Um, his, his brother and his brother's husband are, like, best friends. Mm-hmm. And he said that he, his parents have been together for a very long time. He looks up to his mother and father, but he really admires his brother's relationship. Love. And I loved this so much, and this really hit home for me because I feel the exact same way. Oh, yeah, you do. I do. A shout out to my brother and my sister-in-law. They are huge supporters of the podcast, and I bring them up all the time, but 
I came from the same thing. My parents have been married for 39, 40 years, something crazy. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I admire them and yada yada, but my brother and his wife have like relationship goals mm -hmm. to me. Like that is what I'm, they are truly each other's best friends. Mm -hmm. I've never, I could not imagine a woman more perfectly suited for my brother than my sister-in-law, mm. just in the way that they complement each other and match each other in so many ways. Like I love just watching their relationship. Yeah, more so than my parents. Right. So I felt exactly. I felt Jason like one hundred percent when he said this. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and agreed yeah. with your brother and your sister-in-law. I don't have an older sibling to look up to with that, mm -hmm. but love those two. Love them. Um, so anyways, we arrive at Jason's family home. We meet his mom, his dad, his brother, his brother-in-law, and his parents. His parents seem super pleasant. His mom mm -hmm. is gorgeous. Right? Did you notice that? Yes. Oh my god, beautiful. <laughs> She's like a Hollywood actress. Yeah. Or yeah. Which is fitting because he looks like a 90s oh my god, that's right. pop idol or whatever. Yeah. Gorgeous mom. So Jason sits down with his dad. He, you know, admits that he's pretty guarded in general, but he's shocked about how, you know, deep his feelings are mm -hmm. falling for Jason, uh, falling for Becca. Um, and now Becca and Be Becca and Jason's mom sit down, and the mom asks, "Do you think you found your person?" I don't think she was asking specifically about Jason. She was just saying in general, like, "Do you think?" Yeah, you found I think your so person? too. Yeah. Yeah. Becca says, you know, I I'm hopeful. However, when she said I'm hopeful, there was no, like, twinkle in her eye mm -hmm. that this was about Jason. Oh, yeah, no, because it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the mom picked that up mm -hmm. immediately mm -hmm. <laughs> and immediately went and talked to Jason and said that she, you know, I couldn't read whether she was falling for you. She was saying like that, like I couldn't read it. Yeah. But I knew she was, it was that twinkle. There was no twinkle in the eye mm -hmm. when she asked that one specific question. And so she kind of went back and told Jason that Jason, um, very delusionally, says that he <laughs> <laughs> feels like he's been coming from behind all season, but feels like he's finally caught up and has surpassed the other guys. Surpassed? Jason. Surpassed. Surpassed. Jason. Oh my god. No. You still haven't even said the things yet. Right. Right. Mean? Yeah. Oh my god. So the mom, you could just tell she's still not buying it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. She knows. She's doing the whole, you know, I love you, support you, whatnot. But you could just tell in her face that she's just not buying mm -hmm. it. Um, and that Becca didn't really sell her on that. So Jason then sits down with his brother and his brother in law. Did you know they kind of looked alike? They did. I was wondering brother, which one the was the brother. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but then when they looked closer, I was like, okay, one of them does look a little like, like Jason. Like Jason, yeah. Right. But the husband looked just like him, mm -hmm. so that's kind of weird. Um, but the brother flat out asks, like, are you ready to get engaged? Mm -hmm. and Jason goes on and on again, gushing about how when he wakes up in the morning, he thinks of her. At night, he thinks of her. Even right now, when we're talking, right I'm now. thinking of her. Oh my god! <laughs> all this gushy love stuff, and then the brother was like, "Have you told her all of this?" And Jason said, no. he, "Yeah." He was like, "No. What do you mean? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Have I said any of this? No. Of course not." <laughs> 
And the brother is like, well, you better hop to it, dude, because you got about one row ceremony left before you're about to get kicked to the turret. Yep. Like, hello, what are you waiting for? And so that, of course, prompted Jason to then give this very detailed 90s teen movie soliloquy <laughs> where he just declared when I the same thing when I go to bed I think of mm-hmm. you when I wake up I think of you you know and then ended saying I'm so insanely wildly in love with you mm. and this was my get me to the card wow <laughs> yeah. And I love Jason. I really appreciate him. Yeah, me too. This whole Shakespearean monologue Mm -hmm. just felt so forced Mm -hmm. and a little... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media, just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me. It's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help. From eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family, therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. Awkward. Like, only in the Bachelor world will you ever have a man who just, like, has to stand on a soapbox and, like, give this yeah. whole declaration of love and this very just exaggerated way like sometimes it's cute sometimes they do these kind of like declarations it's cute for here for me it didn't it didn't it didn't land with me Mm -mm. it felt like a bit uh like he wrote this down and had to deliver it because his brother just told him to go do it like yeah yeah it didn't feel like it came from the heart just it was too Mm long-winded it was it was too much it was just too much yeah yeah it felt like it wasn't the right time for him to say it 
Yeah, it felt like he was like, fuck, I'm in the Bachelor kind of like vacuum right now. Mm-hmm. The producers are telling me I need to say the things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because wanting me to say the things. Mm-hmm. My brother told me to say some things. And, you know, let me go to the bathroom real quick, write down some things, <laughs> and then come out and just deliver them verbatim to her. Right. That's exactly how it felt. It was, I just felt awkward, like a little uneasy. Jason, he feels, as he said, a sense of peace and finally feels like he's followed his heart for the first time wow for the that was you following your heart for the first time my guy that's what he said he said for the first time ever because he usually is ahead you know follows his head or whatever oh right yeah yeah yeah. he said yeah okay all right Mm -hmm. that just tells me that he nothing about his feelings that he said were not true it's just that he probably needs that validation of her saying it back and he knew he wasn't gonna get it yeah, so that's why he didn't want to do mm-hmm. it, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Yeah, you're doing this whole declaration of love, and then it's one-sided. Like, yeah. the person can't even say anything back mm-hmm. to you. Maybe that's why I felt so awkward when I was, when I was watching it, because it was just a one-sided love declaration. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just met with, like, a, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to run to Akanda. The whole, the, Wakanda, the whole thing was just, like, so uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, but anyways, love Jason. His family was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Maybe my favorite family, just because his mom was gorgeous and I loved his brother and the brother-in-law. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. liked how their like relationship dynamics worked. Mm-hmm. 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 Definitely. Um, <coughs> next up is Blake. Yes! Our husband. <laughs> <laughs> and he lives in Bailey, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh... Becca arrives and it's snowing. Yeah, it's gorgeous there. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. And they're both just, you know, very giddy to see each other and whatnot. Becca reminds us that last week in the Bahamas, he told her that he is in love with her. Mm-hmm. And she repeats to the camera that her feelings are reciprocated, but she hasn't said anything yet. Why are we here? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? God. Why did I just meet Jason's entire fantastic <laughs> family and know that he is not the one? <laughs> like, this is so sad. I mean, happy because I love the shit out of Blake and I want this. Yes. Like, this is what I want. Yes. But just also, whenever they have these mid-season, like, where the person found their person, yeah, it's like... and it's obvious. We just, like, just, yeah, just let's send everybody home. Yeah. Let them go recover, not bring them deeper into this bullshit. <laughs> Um, so anyways, she meets Blake. First stop, we're going to Blake's high school. Walking up, you can see just how tall Blake is. Mm -hmm. I've been telling (laughs) y'all, he is a secret giant. (laughs) I knew he was like at least 6'5", like he looks tall. Mm -hmm. Blake is a tall ass dude Mm -hmm. and you really saw it again this time, like how long he is walking into, um, their high school. So they go into high school, he hasn't been here in six or seven years, at first, I was like, why are we at his high school? Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like Me this. Too. The place was empty. Yeah. Like, okay, a school's a school. You're walking around, you're seeing classrooms, you're seeing trophies. Um, she did see, like, you know, they had, like, a whole wall of wall of fame on the... Yeah, and he was on it. He was there, yeah. so that was kind of cute. Um, we learned that his mom worked in the high school. Yeah. And so he kind of grew up in the high school. I guess as a kid, like, he always was been around the school. And then eventually in high school, him and his mom in the same building. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we learned last week that the mom. Listen, I wasn't going to bring it up, but that is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's messy. Did, yeah. <laughs> that the mom had the little side piece uh, action going on with the English teacher. The, so that's hella awkward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he runs into some, run, quote unquote, runs into some of his <laughs> old teachers and coaches and. <laughs> <laughs> These people are just, oh, oh, look, it's a play. Oh my I God. Saturday, I was computer. just sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> look, it's Blake and a bunch of cameras. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they brought in some of his, you know, old people that could vouch for him and talk about how great he was and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then we go sit with them in the library and Blake reveals that, you know, there's something else that happened in high school that has really shaped him. Ooh. And I was like, God, I'm not ready for this because you just had a horrific high school experience with your mama <laughs> and the fucking English teacher. What else is there? God damn. So we learned that his senior year of high school, his school had a school shooting. Mm-hmm. A deranged man with clearly mental issues came into the school i guess was shooting up the place um his very scary because his mom works in the building his little sister was a freshman at the time when he was a senior um and so he kind of like walked through that day sounds horrifying oh my god awful and how did we not know about this know about what about one of 25,000 school shootings that happen every goddamn day in this country of course we didn't know about it we're like numb to it now this shit happens all the fucking time but it was a while ago though right because he's like our age um yeah it was a while ago it was like, a while ago. So like 10 years yeah. yeah but still like ugh. that that it's really horrible. about that whole thing that was one thing that i was thinking the whole time he was telling the story like and we never knew we never oh. knew this happened. This wasn't even a targeted attack. This was a random guy camping somewhere near the right. school. Like, what? Right. Ugh. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. We've gotten on enough soapboxes today. <laughs> we're, we're, I know. I can't. I can't. So, yes. Terrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. A student died. Um, this obviously changed Blake's whole entire just treatment of life mm-hmm. and his outlook on life and definitely had a huge, huge hand in the man that he's become. Mm-hmm. Um, and Becca, she's just kind of sitting here hearing the story and you can literally see her falling deeper and deeper in love with this man. Honestly, you know what moment. it was? It was, it's the fact that all these guys, right, except it seems like for Jason, all these guys have been through these life-changing experiences that would usually be seen as a dent or baggage. Um, and Blake always has this extremely positive spin of resolution on everything yes. he's been through. Yes. And he's been through some tragedies. He's been through literally everything that every guy has been through and then more after that. Like, so yeah. much. He's been through everything. And he's yeah. like, and you know, that really turned me into a positive person who appreciates life. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what Garrett learned from that goddamn relationship. We are still <laughs> learning. I'm still trying to learn what Colton learned about with Tia's like little weekend getaway thing. Like, mm-hmm. S- mm-hmm. we still don't know if he like doesn't like Tia anymore. Like, so many questions. So many questions for these other guys who has had maybe one or two incidents in their lives. And then this guy has been through it all, been through the ringer, and mm-hmm. it just came out so positive. This is why I love Blake. Love him. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. 
Um, and Becca clearly loves it too. Yep. She is just, just you can just tell in her eyes, mm-hmm. just falling deeper and deeper in love with him. And said to the camera, with everything he's gone through, he's become such a strong, beautiful man. Oh, agreed. I know. Wore my little heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so Garrett, not. Ill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these names. I know. I'm so sorry. These damn Garrett, Colton, Blake, these <laughs> generic white man names. I can't help it. Blake then tells her, you know, he has one more surprise for her. Mm-hmm. You know, they're walking down the hallway and those goddamn double doors. Fucking <laughs> 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 double doors appear. Oh my god. And we open up the double doors and. Pretty much all of Bailey, Colorado is screaming in the, this the gymnasium. Yeah. Yes. Becca is terrified because she was not expecting all of these screams. And then who's on stage? Betty who? Who is on stage? Who is on stage? <laughs> Betty who? <laughs> but for real though. No, no. For real. <laughs> for real though. said this is her favorite singer uh, she knew every word she knew every word <laughs> somebody on twitter or no melina melina emailed us mm-hmm. and said that she is a gay icon really <laughs> apparently i hear in the gay clubs no no nope, me know. either but becca was very happy she knew all the words mm-hmm. She was all hunky-dory. I was excited, at least, that it was somebody that people seemed to know, yeah. at least. Yeah, and Betty did have, like, backup dancers and a whole outfit. A whole outfit. You know, yeah. she had some budget, so this must be a famous person. This must be somebody, yeah. yes. If, if Melina, our emailer, is calling her a gay icon, yeah. then she's somebody. She's somebody. Okay. Um, so they're on stage, they're dancing, they're hugging it up. Um, and just having a good old grand time. Mm-hmm. So we finally leave the school and it's time to meet Blake's family. Mm-hmm. And so this is the hometown that we were all kind of waiting for. Cause we're like, is the mama going to Listen, be there? how many homes we going to? <laughs> right. <laughs> Are we going to two homes? The mama going to be there? Right. The English teacher? How him and the dad? Like what's going on there? Mm-hmm. But we went to one home and everybody was there. Yep. Everybody seemed to be kind of hunky-dory. We meet his mom. Mom Shelly is there. Mm-hmm. She is showing her face, so clearly ain't nothing wrong. Yeah, no. The dad and the stepdad, are, everybody's sitting kosher in one room. So I'm like, okay, we've seen, we've, we've moved past this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all, you know, onto greener pastures. So he, Blake sits with his mom, tells his mom that he is... You know, in love with Becca, of course, mm-hmm. and the mom, she can, she's just very giddy because she can just tell mm-hmm. by looking in his eye that he's found the one. I know. She seems like such a nice mom, too. She did. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was a very nice she's mom. She's really, like, warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very warm. And she, she can already tell that he's found the one, mm-hmm. so she's just, like, you can tell she's, like, <laughs> kidding, she's playing at the wedding. She's all yes! excited. Yep. <laughs> so, Blake sits with his dad. And um, the dad is like, you know, are you prepared for if you don't win? Because that's a very well possibility. Mm-hmm. And I love how the dad kind of just like brought us back to ground zero. Yeah, he brought did. us back to planet Earth. Um, you know, soon you're not going to be on these lavish dates. Mm-hmm. You're going to be back to reality. 
Like, have you thought about that? Yeah. <laughs> Has there been any thoughts across your mind about when this is all over? Mm-hmm. Um, and Blake, he tells his dad, you know, he spoke with her very deeply about the divorce. He spoke with her very deeply about the school shooting mm-hmm. and how, you know, all these things have changed him. Um, and how he has not been this happy in a relationship before, mm-hmm. even in his last relationship, he's not been this happy before. And so, I guess he's. I guess that was his way of telling his dad that like we've stepped out of reality. I mean, we've stepped out of the lavish, yeah. you know, bachelor worlds. Like I've let her into the fucking mess that I've been through. So, um, we've done those things. We've had those conversations. Mm-hmm. So trying to reassure his dad that he hasn't been completely blinded by the bachelor, you know glitz and glam mm-hmm. which is admirable he didn't have to tell her any of that yeah he didn't have to he could have really glossed it over mm-hmm. kind of um yeah he didn't have to do any of that really but these were clearly things that shaped who he is so it would be ridiculous if he didn't um <laughs> go into them so then becca sits with uh blake's mother and the mom goes in and says you know i've gone through heartbreak with blake yeah. his last relationship Blake is the one where the um, the girlfriend was in the group text. In the group text, broke up with him, and then took a shower, and he found it. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All his girls like, you broke up with him? <laughs> like, so that was that story. And so the mom, she's saying she's been through it with Blake. Mm-hmm. And Becca just reassures her, like, we had a very instantaneous connection. We've been on the same wavelength from day one. We've never taken a step back. And basically that they have, like, the strongest connection, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, which is true if you really think it about is. it like with all the other guys there's been something like off or whatnot yeah or it's like based in physical and then she gets to everything else right like with garrett i think yeah with garrett and jason both she's like oh my god he's such a good kiss there mm-hmm. um with with blake it's been super deep and like like an instantaneous something mm-hmm. from the very very start um so they have a really good foundation apparently so, um, yeah, the mom, she kind of really gives insight. So I just keep loving Blake more and more. She gives insight into um, pretty much like that terrible breakup he went through. Yeah. And how, like, she was there when he was crying and when he was doubting if he'll find anybody again. Mm-hmm. And, like, the sides that we never see of men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we always talk about women's emotions and how women go through breakups and how terrible it is and... You know, guys go through breakups too, and they and feel cry away, and, yeah, and feel away and feel hopeless, and they're never gonna find somebody again, and all of that. So, to hear the mom kind of give that kind of uh, like give us a window into um, how Blake handled his relationship mm-hmm. or his breakup, really just kind of gave more depth to him. You know, yeah, making him even more of a well-rounded person that he already is. Mm-hmm. Um, so Becca says in her confessional, I can see Blake in my life forever. I mean, being with his family forever. (laughs) Hello. Of course. Hello. Um, and during their goodbye near the car, you know, they're hugging it out, whatever. You can tell she's like struggling Mm -hmm. to not say I love Blake. Like she's really, really biting the shit out of her tongue. Oh my God. She just wanted to stay over in his, his old room and just. I know. (laughs) And just hang out with the fam. The fam yep. was so nice and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she had to hop in the car and head on over to Parker, Colorado, mm-hmm. where Colton um, is from. And she does the whole run, jump, hug thing. Mm-hmm. 
and she admits you know going into colton's hometown that she's very apprehensive about the fact that he's only been in one relationship Mm -hmm. and you know still going on and on about that she keeps harping Um, about that but i think it's code for virgin thank you i'm gonna get to that (laughs) i was gonna get to that later actually that might be one of my moments you want to get to it later i think so okay um, but yeah, I think there's more th- there with her mm-hmm. reservations with Colton that she's not really honoring. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Colton, he set up their date. They're going to a children's hospital, um, where he's, you know, very involved with the cystic fibrosis department or a community, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but first they're going to stop by some toys and then go in. Colton looks like a, f- I don't care what y'all think about Colton these days. Colton <laughs> looks like a fucking snack. <laughs> oh my God. gorgeous his arms and his back and that white shirt he had on just busted through <laughs> i said it before i need to start dating athletes i think i really need to. yeah this body is just like everything yeah, yeah. i don't even really be looking at bodies like that i, know I really you am don't. a face person yeah yeah i can go for skinny guys and go for guys with a little you know dad bod but i might have to reevaluate my whole everything because yeah. this body was doing something <laughs> That is so funny because I still think of him as your man. So I just still look at him and I'm like, he's cute. He like if your husband he... looked like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Natasha's husband. Mm-hmm. That kid's gonna be adorable. I would not even look at him like oh sexually. You not looking at him like you want to eat him up too? Nope. No. Nope. That's your man. Oh my nope. God. I'll take him. I will <laughs> gladly. Is he that body? God damn. So anyways, <laughs> they spent. <laughs> Just pause and just give him. It's gotta give appreciation yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta give appreciation. Mm-hmm. Talk about his face a lot, but that body yeah. is like doing something in that white shirt. Anyways, they spend the day at the hospital, playing and painting with these two um, kids who have cystic fibrosis, mm-hmm. and this whole date was that. This was everything. For I me. know. I would have loved this date. I love this. This. Yeah. I mean, this really shows. Um, Colton and his like do gooder, mm-hmm. you know, quality. That is a huge quality for me. I love the do gooders. That's why I, I've been on tons of dates with like teachers mm-hmm. and broke ass people <laughs> who are doing good shit for the community but can barely pay for dinner. But I love that quality. Like just do gooders. They give, give, give. Mm-hmm. They give back to the community. They find their little, you know, cause or whatnot that is important to them and they do what they can. Mm-hmm. So I love that he, you know, folded her into that. Um, area that is very important to him in life, clearly. Um, so after they are in the hospital, they go outside and have a, you know, sit down and have a chat. And Colton drops another bomb and says that tonight will be when you bring I bring you to my family. This is also foreign to me because I've never brought a girl home before Mm -hmm. in a formal setting. Mm -hmm. So. Twitter and the internet has been going nuts and calling him a liar because there's been photos that came out that his last girl, Allie Raceman, the gymnast, yeah. she met the family. Yeah. Yeah. Did she meet the family, like, at the Olympics? Or did she meet the family at his house? See, I don't know. Because he did. He said, I've never brought a girl home in a formal setting. So I'm guessing, oh. like, where you're like, mom and dad, I'm bringing a girl home to meet the family. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if he did that with Allie, but there was tons of pictures with Allie with the fam. So. Well, I also have questions about this because didn't Becca have the same thing? Didn't she mm-hmm. have uh, Ross the Boss, the last seven-year one? Didn't they only meet like in the parking lot at the Walmart? Oh, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she did say that Ross never officially met, met the, the family. Met the family. But he's met the family, but not like officially. Right, and he, he dated him for seven years. So yeah. this is not a bomb a for her. Becca, yeah. don't think we don't have receipts on you, girl. <laughs> That's a good point, though. Like, you can meet somebody's significant other. Like, they could have met the fam, but not had, like, an official meeting with them. Yeah, family. like, we're bringing flowers and dinner for whatever. Yeah. Doing a whole thing. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, so, anyways, Becca, immediately when she hears this, that he's never brought a girl home, she, you could just tell she's, like, turned off. Um, and she said that she's worried that he, she tells him like that he might not be ready at the end of this Mm -hmm. because he seems like so many steps behind from everyone. Never had sex, never brought a girl home, you know, said, I love you for the first time, all this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just assures her that, you know, he's confident what he wants. She's what he wants, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's time to meet the family. And just like everybody else, this nigga got his whole entire family there. Oh literal God. aunts. He called out aunts and uncles and cousins. Everyone. He said 18 people were going to be there? It was 18? 18 people. This is out of control. <laughs> Why do all the people need to be there? No. All of their opinions don't matter. I'm... And that, dist- that to me just distracts from like her really, from the mom and the dad yeah. really getting like a good look at her. Right. And like her getting a really good all this extra eyes and ears and people around just that's not how i would have done the hometown yeah no me either um so anyways the mom is just so excited Mm -hmm. she has never seen her son this happy before she's never really seen him in a relationship much before so yeah she'll she'll take anything um the dad um so colton describes his relationship with his dad as like coach player yeah i did and i caught it also in his relationship with his mother Mm. he really leans on his relationship with his mother kind of how he would emotionally for both parents yeah yep i see that the dad seems like a very tough Mm -hmm. coach kind of mentality like gotta be a man yeah i can kind of see those talks like they've had those talks Mm -hmm. so when he's really going through it he goes to his mom yeah (laughs) basically yeah um, Colton's dad. Mm. Right? <laughs> he, he, he can get it like too. A, he can get it. He was like, he was like, had an old little dust to snack himself. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little snack sack to too. Oh my god, not a geriatric snack. <laughs> <laughs> he had a body on him though. He did. He did. He had a body on him. Mm-hmm. He was also very tall and statuesque and you know how to Yeah, their hug like echoed. Like <laughs> each other on the shoulder was yeah, like the walls were shaking through the walls <laughs> oh lord so dad and uh colton and his dad sit down dad first up is like what's up with tia <laughs> what, what happened with the tia situation and colton he you could tell he, you could tell he's a certain way around his dad like his dad's yeah. a tough dad mm-hmm. probably doesn't say i love you very much yeah. <laughs> like, Aww, yeah maybe only hugs him after he like scores a touchdown or like that yeah and he kind of sat up straight. He's like, you know, it's been addressed. I, I handled it like a man. Mm-hmm. He kind of said those, like, code words yeah. for my dad does not fuck around or hug me ever. <laughs> and so, 
the dad, next question, what's up with Ari? Yeah. She was just engaged. Like, have y'all, what's going on with that? Have y'all talked about that? And Colton's kind of, you know, like, I, I think she's ready. I believe she's ready. Mm-hmm. The dad clearly is not buying it. Nope. Because he next sits down with Becca. Um, and same thing addresses the whole Tia thing with her and then asks her, like, so have you addressed your relationship with Ari? Mm-hmm. And finally, Becca's in the hot seat. Yeah. And this is where the dad got my invite to the cookout. Oh. <laughs> a throwback from last season. Throwback. Okay. Because I told you, you know, Becca, you are. Uh, yeah, true. We still need to use okay. the sound bite, so yeah. throw it in here. Okay. The Becca's come. I mean, the dad is coming to my cookout because he finally kind of redeemed hometowns mm-hmm. as somebody who came in with some tough questions and put Becca in the hot seat. And yep. it's true. We haven't really put Becca on the, the hot seat in terms of you were just engaged 45 seconds ago. <laughs> and now you're ready to get engaged again. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really over your feelings for, um, for Ari? Like, how are you feeling? Like, we haven't really done... We've all just assumed, you know, Ari's a piece of shit. Right. Becca deserves this. Mm-hmm. Let her start her journey for love. But can we sit and talk about the fact that she was full on in love <laughs> engaged with somebody, like, not that long ago? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Someone who's very different from all these other people very different from all four of these men mm-hmm. and so the dad yeah came in with the questions really appreciated it becca immediately kind of like well, you could tell she was like yeah. oh that's, that's a very good question yeah. thank you uh for, <laughs> let me put together my answer really quick because i was not expecting this question so uh <laughs> <laughs> and so she basically was like nah we haven't really talked about it and you know colton hasn't really asked about it she mm-hmm. kind of put it on colton yeah yeah colton hasn't really asked me that many questions about it and you know her whole thing she's like i'm not gonna let the ari thing stop me from finding my person i still deserve love blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and so the dad um still coming in strong he says look i want colton to find his person too um and you know he's looking for someone that he can you know spend time growing with and you know blah 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 and he says quote as much as i want happiness for him unless you truly care the same way about him mm-hmm. then don't i don't want you to pick mm-hmm. him it's great advice it's better <laughs> get advice it's better you hurt him now mm-hmm. rather than later mm-hmm. so if there's any inkling that my son is not the one cut him loose yep before I come after you, is basically what <laughs> big-ass dad was saying, yeah. And, to, you know, Becca's like, okay, noted, got it. Yeah. Um, Becca, I mean, the mom sits down with Colton, you know, he tells her how he's, um, you know, had to reveal the whole virgin thing to her. Which is, and, like, a lot for a mom to have that conversation. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, what? That's a little, yeah, awkward. Yeah. I mean... You're close with your mom and your dad, but there's still, like, boundaries. Yeah, so, like, what? I don't know. Talking about virginity is, like, a little awkward mm-hmm. always. Um, we're just talking about sex in general. Yeah, with awkward. your parents. <laughs> with your parents, yeah. <laughs> um, and so the mom asks, you know, do you think she loves you? He says, I think so. Do you think she's ready for engagement? Uh, do you think you're ready for engagement? Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he says, yes, there's a good chance that we'll get engaged, and I love her. Oh, boy. Lord. This is the moment he went home. The moment his yeah. dad said it cut mm-hmm. her, cut him loose, and then his oh, mom yeah. was asking him all those questions, and he was like, "Uh, yeah, uh." 
Yeah, it wasn't looking good. It was not looking good. Clearly, mm-hmm. we're all, everyone in this hometown was on a different page. I know. The See, mom is. <laughs> this is a family that was not prepped. <laughs> not prepped at all. Not at all. The mom is just over the moon excited mm-hmm. seeing her son, you know, in love. The dad is like, fuck all of this bullshit. <laughs> Send my son home. Yeah. Becca is like on the fence about where she stands with mm-hmm. Colton and but clearly she has feelings about his virginity and all that stuff and ain't really saying nothing and then Colton's like all in love like everybody yeah. was on four different planes mm-hmm. and clearly it just wasn't gonna work out then because uh, yeah this wasn't it so Becca and the mom sit down she tells her like look I do have concerns um, and she said, you know, last week he told me, quote, he's not been that intimate with women, end quote. <laughs> the fact that Becca can't even say, yeah. like, yeah. he's a virgin or he hasn't had sex, like, she has to say this kind of, he hasn't been intimate, this is where she got my nigga, you ain't shit award. Wow! <laughs> wow. Because I think that little Freudian slip there yeah. where she couldn't really say the word that was letting us know that this virgin thing is a bigger deal to Becca yep. than we you know really thought yeah um she had I don't think she's been honest with him about how big of a deal it is to her mm-hmm. that um you know we're going into fantasy suites and you haven't had sex am I gonna have that to teach is, you bro right like and that it's a bigger deal to her. Yeah, right, yes. Sex is sex means different things to different yes, people. Yes, right. And to her, I think it is important to her. Yeah, which is totally fine. That she wants to be intimate with someone. That's totally fine, yeah. but she's not saying that. Yeah. And clearly, it's starting to kind of come out in these little ways. Her not even being able to say Colton has not had sex. Like, her, she can't even stomach it <laughs> enough to even say it out loud. She has to say this whole, he hasn't been intimate, whatever the fuck she said. Yeah. Um, that I don't think she should. I don't think she is being honest with him, and he probably maybe should have gone home from when he told her. He yeah, he should have. You know, agreed. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. yep. At the very end of the date, you know, Colton and Becca, you have their little moment, their goodbye. Um, he says, you know, seeing you today with my family, I know that I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, he's saying all the things, and she said, like to the camera, like I can see a husband, a life partner, a teammate. Mm-hmm. Agreed, but she mm-hmm. does not want to have him in no fantasy suite. So <laughs> right, and you see these things. You see him as a husband, yeah. a partner, a life mate, mm-hmm. but not for you. Mm-hmm. Is right, really, what was missing from that clause? Right. <laughs> yep. So so yeah, that was the end of the the hometowns. Any final thoughts on hometowns? Or just move um, I think what you said directly about Colton's virginity versus what I was saying that she's saying all these code words of like he has Mm -hmm. only had one relationship um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think is just an indicator as to like Becca's not letting her get to know get letting us get to know her the way that I want her to right we're kind of analyzing and picking up on things now Mm -hmm. about her but we're not letting, we're not getting that outright from her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know. Next week is Fantasy Suites. Do do we go back to our, her house with Uncle Gary? Oh. Um, or is it Fantasy no, Suites and Proposal? Week, 
well, next week they're going to Thailand, so they're going oh, to yeah. I guess Hometowns is afterwards. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, Fantasy Suites, I think, is next week. Yeah, I think so. Since they're going to be abroad, mm-hmm. they usually do it then. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Hometowns. I don't know. It's It seems kind of... The lineup seems a little different. It seems, yeah, it seems weird. I don't know if we're going to go back to her house to see how her family reacts to this. And mm-hmm. I would really like to see that. Like, I really want to see Becca at home talking about mm-hmm. these guys with her friends and, you know, all of that stuff. I'd rather... See, like, Becca, Becca, yeah. Yeah, like, the real girl. I, yeah, I think you're right. Like, with the whole sex thing, like, Becca probably on the low is, like, a freak. <laughs> and <laughs> I know, you know, ABC, they don't have, you know, the... Yeah, the parameters. To, yes. <laughs> the parameters mm-hmm. to kind of show her as a freak of the week. But she could at least even say little things like, yeah, you know, sex is very important to me. Mm-hmm. I love to be physical. Like, yeah. da, 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 like, sex is fun. Like, she could say it's some of those little things, but we haven't gotten any of that. Nothing. And I think on the low, she really does love sex. Yeah. <laughs> which is totally like, great. Which is totally fine. Yeah. But we're not getting that. We're getting this whole, like, weird apprehension of, you know, Blake, I and mean, not Blake, Colton. You know, not being ready or he yeah, hasn't he's been like with immature. He's immature and yeah. he's this. It's like you have issues with the virginity thing. Mm-hmm. Just say it. Mm-hmm. Just say it. Yeah. Totally valid, totally fine. You, Just say you it. You know who would have said it? Rachel. Rachel would have one hundred percent said it. <laughs> like Yes, because we I feel like we knew Rachel. We knew more. Rachel. Yep. We knew what she was really looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew who she was as a woman mm-hmm. more. Becca, I feel like we've been seeing kind of like this shell of a Midwestern yep. white woman yep. who's liberal, and like that's it. <laughs> like I don't, <laughs> I don't actually know that much about her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nope. Yeah. So, anyways, that was the end of hometowns. Um, next, you know, Becca, she needs to kind of spend some time with some people, kind of get some other thoughts in her head. She's been sitting talking with producers for months, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's only fair that she gets to meet with up some girlfriends, mm-hmm. and so here we have, you know, some girls from last season yeah. again: Cien, Tia, Caroline, Becca, and Kendall. Mm-hmm. And she's very giddy sitting with the girls. She's telling them that she, you know, one hundred percent sees her husband in this group. And then she kind of runs through the four hometowns, mm-hmm. or she, she kind of runs through who's left. Yeah, I don't think the girls the knew exactly what guys were left. Yeah. Um, and, you know, goes through each of the four hometowns. Um, she reveals with Jason that he is the best kisser, mm-hmm. which we didn't really know. And I don't, his kissing doesn't really stand out to me. Doesn't look like Just it Just by me, looking at it. Yeah, I'm not making out with him, so who knows? Yeah. It was funny, though, when she said that somebody, one of the girls, was like, you gotta bring him to hometown. Or no. <laughs> oh, Fantasy Suites. That was, that was our girl, Fantasy CN. Suite. That was that our was girl, CN. CN. Shout out to CN, yes. Oh, yeah. So, we got a little... Glimpse into Jason and mm-hmm. how he made it so far. Um, so then she talks about Colton and Colton's hometown. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a million awkwardness because Tia's sitting right there. Mm-hmm. You know, Becca, she's talking very candidly about Colton, blah, blah, blah. But you can tell there's an awkwardness oh my God. from Becca and then obviously an awkwardness from, from Tia. Tia and the camera. Camera just kept flashing to Tia. <laughs> kept getting Tia's moments of just pure awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Becca's talking about the hometown, how it all went. You know, she says, you know, we even addressed, you know, that you guys used to date. 
um, with the fam, you know, he talks about it with the family, whatnot. And then Tia asks Becca if she can talk with her on the side. Yeah. Mid convo. This is when, mm-hmm, we just knew that something's about to go down. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, the two of them go out on the veranda and leave the girls inside. And Tia says, look, I have to be fully honest uh, with you because there's, you know, it's been weighing on me. Um, And she says that I do still have feelings for Colton. And knowing that you just met his family um, and that he's like still here Mm -hmm, with you mm -hmm. is making me feel sick. (laughs) Wow. Yo. (laughs) Tia, yo. (laughs) Oh my god. So, the biggest question from everyone watching this, obviously, is why didn't she say any of this before? Way before. She had a chance to say this before, and she said, like, oh, we just kiss, it's fine. Right. (laughs) And so, that's the big question. Second, yeah second question going along with that is like so what is the truth about this relationship Mm -hmm. because she's still hung up on these feelings for colton Mm -hmm. a man that she had like one magical weekend with right whatever the hell that is um but clearly there must be something more there if she's still she has feelings so much so that she feels the need to now have to tell becca right like she can't go on watching (laughs) this love progress because my feelings for him are so deep Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing um, back inside, Caroline reveals that, I think it was Caroline, yeah. somebody, mm-hmm. said that she's been getting texts all the time mm-hmm. from Tia saying how she's just sick to her stomach, knowing that Colton is there. Still there. They're, they're still doing this. Um, and so Becca obviously is pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, well, shit, I wish I do this before. Hello. Um, you know, I could have sent him home weeks ago had I known this, mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of awkward because I also have very strong feelings for him. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the fuck? Also, um, makes me think that Colton definitely went on the show thinking it was Tia. One hundred percent. Thank you for bringing that back up. One hundred percent, he auditioned for this shit thinking it was gonna be Tia. Mm-hmm. And then he got cast anyways. He saw Becca. Okay, she's not bad. Yeah. And he went through the process, but really, there was a lot more going on with Mr. Colton and Miss mm-hmm. Tia. Dr. Tia. Dr. Tia, Than yeah. we knew. Um, so yeah, Tia kind of drops this bomb, and um, it's just like, yeah, just kind of wanted to let you know, so. Um, so, I mean, people have a lot of feelings on this. I, I have some feelings. Okay. I, part of me does think this is, like, unfair. Like, I had the first immediate reaction of, like, why didn't she say this before? Like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? Like, you had a whole sit-down revelation thing with her about the whole the whole Colton, you know, thing with you. Like, why did you not leave everything on the table then? Right. Um, so I 100% see that. I also, I also kind of feel for Tia. Yeah. Because I've been here mm. where sometimes you're not always honest with yourself about your feelings. Okay, true, true. And so it could have taken time away where she's really now sitting here marinating over the fact that Colton is still in the house and it's really just now hitting her like, fuck, my feelings for him are way stronger than I said to Becca mm-hmm. and that I even said to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that... 
that gets sticky because you're thinking, you know, she should have said all this before, but it's like she didn't say all this before because she, maybe she wasn't honest with herself before. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't know she had these know. feelings before. Yeah. yeah, she really didn't know. Yeah. And so I I see both sides to it and it fucking sucks. Like Also, last time Tia was talking about this, Colton was there. Right. So that could have been that too. Right, and now she can be fully, fully free because mm-hmm. he's not there, and you know Becca's here trying to get you know Kiki with girls and stuff. Right, and so she feels more um, like she doesn't have to be as guarded mm-hmm. because that other guy's in the room. That other guy who you also don't even re- she doesn't really know where he stands on her if he still right. has feelings for her. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's shitty. It's shitty. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the whole thing is shitty. Yeah. But like I for every I, party, I, everybody involved for every party. Yeah, yeah for every party. Um, Tia now though she's facing a lot of backlash. Yeah, you guys. She. I read world? one of her DMs and I was like, oh my god, you guys are taking this way too far. Yeah, she's got death threats. Yeah. And people are sending like full-on like long-form essays mm-hmm. <laughs> about how she ate shit and go you know jump off a bridge yeah and like the they hell. were perfect for each other blah 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 like who was perfect for who because becca and colton were what? not perfect for each other so what right and we don't know these people and we Stop. don't know <laughs> these people oh my, my god. god we definitely don't i mean we all have so many questions about the tia colton thing yeah so we can't right jump to fucking sudden death threats no. <laughs> to people uh-uh. that is not even that's not even cool um but yeah so tia spoke her truth and becca is as she said angry frustrated hurt you know she doesn't want to lose any friends over a guy nobody wants to do that Ugh, just yeah. fucking whack always mm-hmm. <laughs> um but she's like he i did just meet his family he did just tell me he loves me <laughs> like <laughs> Um, like, how do I do this now? Right. Jeez. So, so yeah, that mess is, you know, still, we're still resolving that mess. It almost makes it easier, though, because I remember last Hometowns with uh, Dean and Rachel, and I remember thinking, like, during Dean's hometown, like, there is absolutely no way he's getting picked. Like, there is no way. And it was simply because of that hometown and the dynamics of his family. That is way harder to place the blame on someone than this messy foolishness. This is like yeah. shade room drama that she could be like, uh, no, you gotta go. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you so many things happening too that much. can be blamed. Too, yeah. too much. So it's almost a little, I feel like it was a little bit easier than most hometown episodes where the people have to like really break your heart because of a mm-hmm. very serious reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah. That's why the... I, okay, we'll get to it. Mm. So, time for the roast ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, our men are walking up looking very spiffy. Mm-hmm. Colton the Jason. spiffiest, I think. Oh, of course. <laughs> okay, we'll just start with him then. Colton walking up looking like an NFL free agent headed to the ESPYs. <laughs> He had on wow. that, that look, that look yes. that I call it, like the NFL look, you know what I mean? Yep. They yep. wear those very fitted suit, but then they don't wear a collar shirt. They wear no. like a, a t-shirt. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure what that is underneath. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, but it's like dress up, dress down mm-hmm. kind of look. It's like sporty, um, but he looked just fine as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so he was the last one, but we can start off the best for last. <laughs> or the the best first, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, best dressed as always, Colton. Yep. Next, uh, Jason. He had on all blue suits. Looked pretty basic to me. Yeah, I don't even remember. So yeah. sorry, Jason. Mm, it's pretty basic. Um, Blake loved Blake's look. Loved. He had on a all black, uh, black on black on black, mm-hmm. and then he had on the red bow tie, which, you know, I fucking hate these bow ties. I know. I know. But he still looks great. He did, yeah. And Jimmy I like the red bow tie rather than a red tie tie. Yeah, the red tie tie would have looked like he was going to prom nineteen ninety nine mm, or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but the bow tie a little different, I guess. Yeah. Modern. I don't know. <laughs> um, and the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to speak in male fashion. I don't know what the I know the male fashion's are. a tough one. Yeah. Um, and then Garrett's also black on black on black yeah, okay he's going to a funeral yeah he looked whack i really didn't like it, was it at all bad it was weird because it was also black on black and blake also had on the black, yeah. black on black. but garrett he had on i think it was a black tie they had like a white pocket square it just looked funeral mm-hmm. to me for some reason mm-hmm. i don't know almost paul bear specifically Ooh, like he could put on a glove yeah mm-hmm. carrying the casket uh-huh. like yeah Ooh, he's like in the funeral. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. He's part of the funeral yeah. party. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, so Colton, when he walks up, he immediately, you know, greets Chris Harrison and is like, look, fantasy suites, I'm nervous. <laughs> and this is like, where he got my nigga you ain't shit award. <laughs> Colton? Yes. Oh jeez. I know. Sorry. Why? <laughs> he um why was he asking Chris Harrison about fantasy suites? He had Becca at his house for 24 hours why didn't yeah. he say anything then then yeah what is he doing asking chris harrison and you had your whole family there you clearly are fine with your mama so why didn't you ask your mom like next week it's yeah. fantasy suites i don't know what to do right like why Ugh. this just got on That's my what nerves made me think, like what first yeah chris harrison like who the fuck is he what does he know <laughs> Like, this was one of those, like, producer put him up to it moments. Mm. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Why else would Colton seek out advice <laughs> on fantasy suites from Chris Harrison? What the fuck does he know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I think I think him asking about it to any person would have been a good moment. I just think Chris Harrison, yeah. went, right before the rose ceremony where he got eliminated, was the worst time for him to ask. Worse. Yeah, it was so. stupid. I would have, yeah, that would have been a nice moment during his hometown. Yeah. Like him and his dad have a little, like, emotional moment or something. Oh, I don't know about all that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to see from the dad. The dad who, like, tells him to be a man and, like, pats him on the back and shit. Like, I guess I would have Having that little moment with the dad would have been so cute. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but no, instead, he had it with Chris Harrison. <laughs> God. So Becca shows up, she's ready for the rose ceremony. She's wearing a black, it was like a black Jessica Rabbit esque dress. I loved it. I, I really liked it too. Yeah. It read very Miss Universe. Mm, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Miss World, one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was black, sparkly, v neck, halter, with a high slit, low back. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, a just a lot. Yeah, a lot of just. So she gives her speech to the guys about how, you know, this week has been really hard. It's 
everything's been weighing on her, so it's definitely the hardest rose ceremony. Um, but she has to follow her heart. Mm-hmm. First rose goes to our husband Blake. Yeah, who is obviously the clear front runner. It's cool. so foolish. <laughs> this is just ridiculous that we're here. But anyways, first row go to Blake. Second rose went to Jason. Oh, that was a shocker. Yes, I was shocked too. I thought for sure, obviously, that was going to to Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, and that it would come down to Jason and and Colton. But nope, Jason got his reassurance speed like very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, last rose. Obviously, went to Garrett. Duh. Um, like, who else? Colton looked so crestfallen in this <laughs> moment. <laughs> it was like a sadness that, not like he was going to cry, but like a, a deep, like, he got a pang in his heart yeah, kind of sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it made, like, watching him... Because you know I have a little soft spot for my blue culture. Mm-hmm. It made me. It made me a little bit pissed at Becca, to be honest. Mm. Because, like, Colton was going home all along. Yeah. Yep. Since he Not, said that, since Bahamas, he was going home. He was going home. Mm-hmm. And so, I just think it's a little mean of Becca. Like, Colton's like a different kind of person. He's a different kind of dude. Yeah. He's never brought a girl home. Yeah. He's a virgin. Like, all these, like, he's having so many first moments. Mm-hmm. It almost, almost, I say almost, is like your boo. Like my boo, Eric. Eric. I know, I was like thinking Eric. that too. Where Eric was having a lot of, like, first yeah. moments. We're kind of watching his journey of love and whatnot. Um, and with Colt, you can tell that Becca is, like, his Right now, Becca's like his whole world. Mm-hmm. He's like so excited about her and this love and yada yada yada. Yeah. And so Becca, she knows damn well <laughs> that there's no way that her connection with Colton would ever trump the connection with Blake or Gary. Yeah, no. Please. And so like why someone like Colton, like the Colton Erics of the world who are so like new to all of this mm-hmm. why put them through all of this and then send them home no i mean it's, it's basically which hometown would you rather go to like leo's hometown because that was basically the choice it was either oh, leo God. or colton like i guess you'd rather yeah. pick colton yeah i mean that's true because you know. colton you do want to see kind of who is this family that raised this fucking right unicorn of a <laughs> yes, human being exactly yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, selfishly, yeah, I would choose him as a hometown, mm-hmm. but just I felt extra sad for him, just like how I felt kind of like extra sad for, for Eric, Eric because yeah. you kind of see their little journey and like he's been so vulnerable, talking about being a virgin on national motherfucking television, <laughs> <laughs> and having all these damn skeletons come out the closet, <laughs> literally look like a, a fool for a lot of the episode, <laughs> for a lot of the season. <laughs> these skeletons just tumbling out. Yeah. And she knew that there was no way he was ever going to top Blake, but yeah, he's been dragged yeah. through all of this. Now he goes home. Right. It, it, it was kind of sad. Um, so yeah, she walks him out, and she lets him know that, look, I talked to your dad. He said, you know, don't waste my boy's time. Mm-hmm. Send him home if he's not the one. And so I'm just following what your father told me. See? Placing the blame <laughs> again. But you know what, Becca? We'll let it slide. 
Because she didn't mention Tia at all. She didn't say the Tia thing. Because I think she decided before that she got to Tia that he was going. That he was already going home. Yeah. And Tia was just like the nail in the coffin. Right. Like, definitely and gotta go. that is officially now Tia's business. Mm-hmm. Like she 100%. broke up with him and she doesn't have to say nothing about that conversation with Miss Tia. Nope. You could have him. Yeah. Go right ahead, my friend. Um, so yeah, Colton is headed home mm-hmm. and... You know, he's in the limo. So this is... <laughs> I said, when he was in the limo, he kind of had this, like, stoic face. No tears came down, mm-hmm. nothing. He looks like a man who's gone through some years of holding back tears and a father who said, oh, walk it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you know no, what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I, and I keep going back to how he described his relationship with his dad mm-hmm. as coach and player. Mm-hmm. That is, like, kind of sad. Very. But, no, that's know, very sad. We'll just keep going through it. Yeah. Like, you guys have a nice relationship. And I'm sure they do, but the depth of emotions mm-hmm. and the crying, like, he was real, he was keeping it real tight in that, yeah. that limo. And it just made me think he has, he's done this many a times. Yeah, yeah. Where he's been told, you know, act like a man, don't cry. Right. Like, And, I, you know, I'm drawing all kinds of conclusions. That yeah. This all be nothing, but that was the, <laughs> that was the impression I was got, that I got from it. This is also his second public relationship that's gone south. Oh, true, true, true. So, uh, I don't know what his reaction was to the last one, but I'm sure it wasn't all hunky-dory either. All hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Um, so, yeah, he's blindsided, obviously. He called their hometown the best day he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, we will basically see Colton in paradise. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Bachelor Twitter or Bachelor in Paradise Twitter, whatever, confirmed that he will mm-hmm. be in paradise. Mm-hmm. And we already know that Miss Dr. Tia will be in will paradise. Be, yeah. So we're going to see this whole thing go mm, down. Mm, mm. And finally get some answers to a lot of our questions mm-hmm. of what is the history, the backstory, the current status quo, the everything of this Colton Tia love story. Mm-hmm. That is clearly more than a weekend in fucking Paris. Obviously, yeah, a weekend in Arkansas or whatever they right. did. <laughs> and Wiener, weekend in Wiener. Yeah, weekend in Wiener. <laughs> yep, it's a lot more than we thought. And so we'll we'll learn more in Paradise. Mm-hmm. So Becca heads back to the guys, and then she announces that next week they are headed to Chiang Mai, Thailand. So cool. I'm very excited about I spent 10 days in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Oh, you did? Fun fact, yeah. Ooh. Went to Thailand a couple weeks ago. Not a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Thailand about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, was there for three weeks and spent 10 of those days in Chiang Mai. So I'm very, very excited to see their dates mm-hmm. there. And that was the episode, that guys. Was it. What are we at? Thanks for hanging in there. Ooh, oh, my we're God. at two hours. We oh fuck we are yep. <laughs> holy shit. Um, there was a preview for next week. Mm-hmm. We see Jason saying "I love you" with all the confidence in the world. Yep. We see Garrett saying "I truly do love you," and I hope you're the last woman I ever have to say that to. Which is a good line. Can't lie. Uh, that was a good line, yeah. Gary. I'll give you that. And we see Blake, same thing. I love you a lot, mm-hmm. and then he's just gushing. I couldn't really hear what he was gushing about, but. Um, and then we see Becca on a bed, Sobbing. crying her eyes out, and she says, I feel like I literally did to him what Ari did to me. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I watched this preview multiple times and pieced together wow. who she said this to. Because I think I know, too. Who she was potentially talking to. Yep. So, spoiler alert mm-hmm. to anybody who doesn't want to hear theories or anything like that. Speed ahead to the end. She, in this moment on the bed, was wearing the same dangly earrings that she was wearing on her dinner date with Jason. Yep, and that uh, updo, that half updo. Half updo. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what she says, does, blah, 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 mm-hmm. but it seems like she was talking about Jason yeah. in this moment. Yeah, um, Who, I mean, no surprise, he's going to the next person <laughs> he's to like, home, He's got to so. go. <laughs> He's got to go. He's definitely going home. But I would love to see what kind of goes down in this moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was the episode. That's it. Do you have any other future predictions? Any future predictions? Um, Blake wins. Nice. He must win. Okay. He has to win. Yeah, no, he has to win. Because I cannot watch Garrett win this. Um, I don't, I mean, Jason's obviously going home. When she says, I feel like I did to him what Ari did to me, maybe she, maybe she says a little bit too much to Jason about her feelings. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. And she's like, well, Blake is, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't, well, not that, I don't think she says to him her feelings for Blake. I think she... Maybe gets caught up in a moment mm-hmm. and says, not I love you, but like gives him some reassurance that he maybe doesn't deserve. And mm, then she yeah. regrets it later because she knows she has to send him home. Okay. And so I feel like maybe in that moment she's feeling like a flip-flopper, mm-hmm. um, like Ari, yeah. and feels super bad about it. Yeah. That's my prediction. Okay. What do you think? My prediction is that, Blake, you have got to put it down in this fantasy suite, my brother. Listen, I want to know that the neighbors call 311, okay? We we have got to do this. You got to do pull it for the team. This is the same This is the same kind of um Super Bowl mentality that Natasha and I had during Rachel's hometown when it was Peter yeah. versus uh Brian. Yeah, we were like, Peter, you gotta pull through for that. Blake, you have got to pull through all six foot five inches of you. You've got to come on. Yes. (laughs) Ooh, say that height one more time. A little foreshadowing, if you know what I mean. Hello, hello. Good morning. (laughs) So yeah, that's true, Blake. You gotta bring it on home for us. Yeah. Next week, fantasy sweets, battle of the day. (laughs) See who brings it home. That's the episode, guys. This shit is long as fuck. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yes. Hit us up on Twitter. The number two BLK girls, number one Rose. And email us at the number two black girls, number one Rose at gmail.com. And yep, that's it. That's Next it. week we'll be here and we'll be here with our, our winner guest. of the contest. Yep. That'll be fun. Yep. So until then, bye, everybody. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 